everybody. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. This is Emily calling in from Nashville. Hello, hello. This is Peyton calling in from LA. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it's kind of a dreary day here. So I'm it's feeling so tired. dreary here too. I am too. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Like just before we came on, I'm like, Okay, giving myself a pep talk with which literally we're sitting here and talking. So I don't know why I need to like feel energized for it. No, I mean there is a level that you need to kind of turn on. We're entertainers on here. We're 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 trying to keep the people listening. So there is a level engaged. Yeah, I get it. I Mm -hmm, get it. I had an mm -hmm. afternoon cortado this morning or this afternoon about an hour ago. So I'm feeling a little more energized. Oh, that sounds so good. Is that like a like um an espresso shot? It's an espresso shot with steamed milk. That yeah. sounds so good. You know what I had? Um, actually, it's been, I was going to say the other day, but it's been a couple of years now. And it was, you know, um, a Cuban coffee. Have you ever had a Cuban coffee? No. What is that? Oh my gosh. It is so good. I'm not going to say it right, but I'm sure it's like a latte because there is milk in it or whatever kind you want, but there is a buttload of sugar and it is the greatest coffee I think I have ever had. Oh my God. It is so, so good. I, we went with um my sister's-in-law to this little like hut in Texas once and it over Christmas time. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so, so good. Okay. Sounds delish. I love great coffee. I pretty much love all coffee. I typically don't like super sugary coffee, but mm-hmm. I don't, I like super creamy coffee. So that's Ooh. why I like my oat milk. I like yes. a my, my go-to every morning is a cafe au lait with oat. And so they were a little confused why I switched to a cortada this afternoon. They're like switching it up. Like, yes, I am verve, 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 come on. I well, love they, they know you so well. I know. I mean, most of the baristas know me now, but sometimes oh, I'll get a free cool. coffee out of it, but sometimes mm-hmm. they'll, they'll I'm charge sure. me those $5. It is so absurd how expensive coffee is at these cute boutique kind of whatever. But it's worth it for me. I I know. know. It's like, I I love it. I've started making these and I might've talked about this before, but blueberry lavender lattes. Yes. Okay. Put the recipe up. I shared the mocktail recipe. I will. I'll do that. And I'll find the the Mexican coffee one too, because that was really, really good. And I need to remember it too, but it was, oh my gosh. Yes. But the blueberry lavender one was, I had it for the first time in London and I wanted to keep something going. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make those right now. And then I think I had kind of like a recreation of that recently. And they added basil, Ooh, which sounds weird, but it was really, really good. I feel like basil and anything is amazing. I love basil. Yeah, that's so good. So, so good. good. Oh my God. You'd be so proud of me. Last night I randomly got down a Bravo hole and I was just like Googling, watching all of the reunion catch up to <gasps> the scandal, which I had never, the, the Tom Scandival. and Scandival and the Raquel and Raquel slash Rachel. I, yep. I don't know any of them. I've never watched the show, but I, I was eating up all of the reunion footage and the Andy Cohen interview. It was wild. <laughs> I am. I'm very, very proud of you. I mean, beyond. Isn't that, it's just, I mean, you've already touched on this, but it is a wild life and it, it, Raquel's response. She's almost sociopathic. I do not understand her. <laughs> I mean, 
Right. And did you see this scene where it was when the reunion was over and she and Tom were backstage and they were just smiling and laughing like, what is going on? And it took me back to when we watched the love is blind reunion. And we were seeing like Cole and all of these different people come together. And we remember Cole just broke down crying because he was so embarrassed Mm -hmm. and was ashamed of how he acted and how he was presented. Um, It's wild when people are attacking you in that live setting to not break down or to not feel embarrassed by it. Neither of them, I guess Tom broke down a little bit. Is that his name, Tom? Yeah. 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 One of the Toms, but, uh, but also it was like, get it together. Like all the other ones were saying, like, we don't feel bad for you. You did all of this. Right. Right. But you're right. Raquel showed zero emotion, zero. And how she said about Sheena, maybe I should have written her a letter. Did you see that part? No. Like before she was out, like Sheena was crying, just crying so hard. She's like, I like took her in. I gave her a home. I was like a big sister oh, to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they pan over to Raquel and she's like almost, well, practically is smiling and saying, maybe I should have written her a letter. Ew, she's so scary. She's very scary. She's very, very scary. Oh my God. Well, I have we to have... say, no, no ahead, I do ahead. have to say though, I was like, I was hoping for something to be giant for like the, the, the explosive news at the end of episode three or reunion part three. And I was like, kind of like let down. I'm like, okay, got it. I mean, I'm not surprised that this had been going on a lot longer than we all knew. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence went on some interview cause she's obsessed. She's like you, she's a Bravo obsessed lady. And she was like, I couldn't even watch part three. She's like, I got all the drama. I was done. I was pissed. I was fuming. She's like, I was tearing up. I was so angry. I couldn't watch the part three. I, I feel her. I feel her. Oh You're, you God. get invested. It sucks you. In. And now yeah. Ariana is like the nation's treasure. Yeah. She has endorsements all over the place. There's one Good scene for where, her. Um, yeah, she has a, an endorsement with Duracell right now, even. Ooh. Yeah. Cause there was one scene where Tom said, you know, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have toilet paper in the house or batteries. Who puts the batteries in the drawer? Well, now Ariana does with Duracell. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Also, oh I, I have red nails and it was, it made me proud because she also was wearing red nails and that iconic red outfit. And I was like, oh, I can't, oh, I have channeling to show, you. I'm going to send you this TikTok. It's, they slowed it down when she was walking in to get James and Andy's reaction. And it is chef's kiss. It's incredible. It's incredible. Andy gives a slow snap. It was perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Oh I God. love it too. So, so fun. Well, I, so fun. I'm so glad that we were able to touch on some pop culture drama because here at PS, we have no plan. We love to separate episodes into some pop culture, lighthearted updates, and then we get into the good stuff. And this episode, we're talking about nostalgia, which is one of my favorite emotions and things same. to discuss. <laughs> same, same. I feel like everything that I love is somehow connected to some nostalgic feeling or memory. Right. And you guys, we, I mean, so cheesy, but we looked up the definition of nostalgia because I think it's helpful just to ground us in what it means. So nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful, wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. It was interesting to read the definition that it's happy associations because sometimes it can be nostalgic for almost like sadness that I had. Absolutely. And when we were writing down our notes or I was adding to the template you had, there were some that I marked as as sad or awful memories. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes you can, I was talking to a friend today, shout out Claire, if Claire ever listens to this episode, but about how you almost long for sad feelings sometimes. Like sometimes you just want a good cry or sometimes oh. you, you just want to live in that teenage angst that you once had where everything felt heightened. Like I am nostalgic for that. Oh, absolutely. Just when your emotions are at a nuclear level and, and that it just makes you feel alive, right? And yes. good or bad, you just like have this almost like a fire in your soul and you, and it's like yes. in your chest burning up and there's no other, there's no other way for me to describe that. And I totally agree with you. And for me, music is what brings that to life more or the most out of everything, like oh. no doubt, hands down. Oh, of course. Right. I think that's, yes. I, I mean, music is such a tangible way to tap back yeah. into emotion. And I do think like nostalgia, my, my therapist was saying this to me. She thinks nostalgic extreme nostalgic people should, it should almost be like a mental health disorder, like a mental health thing that they can study because she talks to me all the time about my nostalgia. And I feel sometimes I am overwhelmed by it. Like I can feel very sad or Mm -hmm. distraught or comparing my life today to what it was, even though what it was is not even the same today, you know? So it's, um, it's interesting. She's always like, make sure you ground yourself in what is because what was is still beautiful, but what is, is where you are and what's soon to be is your future. So just make sure you're grounding yourself in what is. That is amazing. And I also think at least for myself, but I do think that this is common when we do think back on nostalgia uh, moments, Mm -hmm. nostalgic moments in our life, we romanticize them. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not, we don't remember them exactly perhaps as they went down, they're either, you know, worse or they're better in a sense. So we can cover up something that wasn't, you know, ideal, but I I definitely think at times we look back and we see them rosier than what they really were. For sure. Or it can speak to what you're lacking today. I think that that's come up a lot for me recently. I rewatched Friday night lights and I'm, I'm done with it, but I think I'm restarting it again because I just love it so much. Did you ever watch that show? I didn't. I didn't. Oh my gosh. It's a good one. It's it's probably number one is normal people for me. My favorite TV show, but number two is Friday night lights of all time. It's so, so, so good. So were these was, was, um, normal people one that you watched when you were younger as well, or is that a newer movie or show? No, that's a newer show. That's I was just saying of all my favorite TV shows ever, normal people's number one and Friday night lights is number two. And I just rewatched it for the first time. And I'm realizing what I'm lacking from watching the show. Cause it made me cry and laugh and smile. It is such a nostalgic feeling, but I was yeah. born in Dallas, Texas, and I lived there twice. And Texas football is such a big thing. And it's a big part of life and culture there as, yeah. as you probably know. So it's, um, so anyway, so it just t- takes me back and my dad played high school and college football and, his dad was a coach and like football was such a big part of our life. And so watching that show brought back kind of feelings of childhood and the small town aspect that they have and the community Mm. that they have. I don't feel that here in LA and I feel like Mm. I'm sort of isolated. So anyways, it's, it can also identify sort of what you're lacking today. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. And I think it's like a catch 22 because it does comfort you and you love it. But then yeah. at the same time, it makes you sad because you yearn for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, this is slight tangent, but I'm wondering, cause you grew up in a small town, right? Yes. For the most part. So do you miss that for living in Nashville now? 
there are aspects I do really miss. I really do. Like I miss, it's so hard to say because I don't necessarily miss the, the, the nuclear small town because, you know, and this is just in my experience, it was really catty and like Mm. people were just, you know, small town bullshit, but I love the idea of a small town and our small town was adorable. I mean, it was stars hollow from Gilmore girls to a T. Oh my a, gosh. A small t- a town square with a gazebo, old shops all around it. My grandpa was the attorney's and his like his office is still up there somewhere. Not somewhere, but it's still up there when you mm-hmm. walk around. There's one cemetery that everybody's buried and they have like parades during Fourth of July and Veterans Day. You name it, and it is small town America. And I do, I do really love that. And I think. I, I, so I grew up there and then on base and that's very small town as well because everybody's right there and it's such a small community. Your schools are small and I, I don't know. I don't know what it exactly is, but I think it's just that feeling of you're almost in a little bubble. Yeah. It's, it's right? a comforting, it's almost like a little comfort blanket around you. And I totally agree. I lived in little places that were small towns like Bernardsville, New Jersey was super small, but I only lived mm-hmm. there for a year and I moved around a lot as a kid, but, um, but yeah, Luke and I were just talking about how that community feel and yeah. the shows that evoke that like Gilmore girls, like Friday night lights, like heart of Dixie. If you've ever seen that one yes. or Virgin river, or I mean, parenthood even romanticizes Berkeley as a small little town, which I guess it is. Mm-hmm. But all these, all these shows that evoke that it's just such a beautiful thing to think. And it's simple. It's a simple life. And I do. And everybody enjoy that. knows everybody. Like yeah. you're all there. Did you watch, I think it's called sweet magnolias on Netflix. No. Oh my gosh. It is. I mean, it is this, it is this, 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 it is a small Southern town, beautiful houses. Everybody's connected. There's like, it's just little, little bits of drama, but it's also still a lighthearted show. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I will send it to you. You're going to fall please, in love. Please. Fall because in that's love. my I can't favorite believe type. It. Oh and my that's, that's the perfect. hard, that's the hard thing about being dreamers. I feel like you yeah. and I, is we do, we do kind of thrive in the big city and the big Mm -hmm. life. And, but it can also feel overwhelming and isolating and lonely because there's not that community. There's not that one laundromat and the one bar and the one restaurant that you can go to and find anyone and say hi and feel like you're a part of something. So anyways, that's my nostalgic show. (laughs) I totally agree. And, And I love the aspect of small town. You grow up and you know, everybody, but at the same time, like when I run into anybody from high school or small town, it is all of a sudden like heart racing hives. Like I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And see, I get that you, too. I get that too. Cause if you make a mistake or you, there's a cheating scandal or there's a, this or a, that everyone knows, and it's everyone's business, mm-hmm. which that's and I not think- fun. No. And it's, it's, I'm sure, no, I'm sure. I know it's different for everybody just depending on your like experience in your small town and mine wasn't great. So that's why, you know, I have those emotions and feelings when I think back on that. But I mean, some people they're like, it was the best time in my life. I was the cheerleader and I did the quarterback and, you know, I was Friday night lights or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And to them, like, I'm sure it was like the heyday. Right. I know. Yeah. It's just interesting how those different things. So what are, what are some movies or what are, let's stick with TV shows. What are some TV shows that evoke nostalgia for you? 
So like Gilmore Girls would definitely be one, but it's funny because the ones that I grew up watching are ones that aren't necessarily on TV anymore. And I don't know if they would be. Yes. Like Fear Factor. Um, I watched Fear Factor too. That is so incredible. (laughs) That was the most heart racing show. My whole family, we would all watch it with food trays. We'd be like, what the hell is going to (laughs) happen? When they would like have to be, like eat the bugs. That was the worst part for me. It was so crazy. So like, crazy. That thinking back, that brings such a perfect nostalgia feeling because my family was together and we were happy and we all watched it. And mm-hmm. for me, that's just like a wholehearted, wholesome feeling that I, which is everything to me. That's like my favorite kind of feeling ever. And so when I think about that or who wants to be a millionaire or, <laughs> yes. I know, or whose line is it anyway? Like these are, those are the shows for me. Those are them. Did you watch deal or no deal? That kind of goes along with those. I, I didn't, I didn't, oh I know, God. I know, I know. But, um, so, th- so those would be that for sure for me. And I, and they were always just like funny shows. Cause my parents watched them too. So it was never a, a series or anything like that, but T not TV shows, movies, movies for me would be the, the main one that I can think of is Xenon the sequel. Oh my God. I love Xenon. Iconic. Iconic. Disney original. Disney original movies were so good. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Like luck of the I Irish mean- and smart <sighs> house. And oh my God. Don't even get me started. The All even Stevens those. musical. Even, yeah. Even Stevens movie was so good. So All good. Do you remember them. Susie Q? No. It was like, it was probably one of the most, like, it was pr- one of the first. It was really old. And now thinking back, it was really dark. Like, they wow. don't make shows like this anymore for kids, but it was this old school girl that went to a sock hop, her high school dance, and she died in a car crash. Oh my and God. then she came back, I know, she came back as a ghost. <laughs> Disney dark. <laughs> Very Disney dark. <laughs> That is amazing. See, I think some of those, I I love revisiting shows. And like you said, it sort of sucks. Some of those aren't reruns, but none of those are really rerun type of shows. Like, I don't think they would hit in the modern era. I don't think people would watch those. Can't handle CZQ. Let me tell you. No, (laughs) no. And, and, um, even those game shows, I feel like people wouldn't watch those today. Right? No, I don't think so either well and tv is such a different thing now it's netflix it's all streaming and yeah. i mean there are reality shows but it's such a different type of reality show like when i'm thinking about yes. it i'm thinking bravo yeah well luke and i were talking about this so some of the nostalgic shows for me are more of the ser- coming of age series yeah. like the oc one tree hill parenthood um which friday night lights like i mentioned so i would watch those and they're like seven seasons long you know i love that but, but they were all about simple plots and simple life things like falling in love, breaking up, going to college, you know, owning your business, getting married, whatever. They were just about life. And yeah. I think in today's world, all of our attention spans have just went, gone er, like shrunken with social media and with the internet. I just think oh my gosh, yes. no one can watch an hour show about life anymore more like you have to have the drama like euphoria has it's basically like watching porn and then like you know you have you have bravo which is just the most extravagant chaos ever and it's almost is required 
to have everyone care or pay attention as sad as that is. No, it's so true. And I mean, that brings it almost like full circle to the small, like hometown feeling, because that was, I mean, it was, there is drama, but it's simple. It's about everyday life, blah, 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 blah. And you know what that show I'm telling you about sweet Magnolia though, it is a lot like that. It is more sweet and simple and about everyday life. There is drama, but it's not, it's not salacious. Okay. And I I think you're, I gotta, I gotta watch it. I mean, one of my favorite movies that I didn't write on this list, but is boyhood, which follows, did you ever watch that? What do you think? (laughs) It's, it's cool. Cause it was follows this kid from childhood into adulthood. And they actually filmed this real life actor from childhood to adulthood. They filmed over the span of like seven to 12 years. Oh my gosh. I know it's a pretty amazing project. And they filmed all the actors and they really committed to this life and they wanted to show everyday life. And it's so good. It's such a good, amazing movie, but I do love, I think I'm nostalgic for the simple, simple everyday shows and movies. I think it's, there's a comfort there for me. I think so too. I would think that a vast majority of people feel that way as they get older, just because life becomes quicker, you have more responsibilities Yeah, and it is hectic, you know, and you think back on your childhood and time for you, time was so slow back then. Yeah, At least it was for so me, slow. Like, right? It moves so slow at a snail's pace. And I think it's because our focus was on just a handful of things, but now everything goes so fucking fast that yeah. You just want to take a beat and go back. You're so right. You're so right. I think that is, that is a part of it. And I I was going to say some of the movies are also simple things that I'm thinking of like raising Helen. Did you ever watch that movie with cousin? So good. It's about just a a ma or a sister. What happens? Yeah. The sister taking care, taking in the, the, the niece. Yeah. They take the three kids. She takes three three three. kids. That's right. That's right. That's right a mom overnight because her sister died. And so that was just such a good one and uptown girls. And, um, what are the other ones I wrote down? Matilda. Like I love young girls growing up (laughs) or like, um, stepmom. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh my gosh. Susan's I think Susan Sarandon and, um, Julia Roberts and Julia Roberts is the stepmom. And it's just like this whole dynamic of the daughter adjusting. It's just, you, I think you would really like it. Okay. I love, really, I really love like it. Yes. Julia Roberts. And I think it's oh so gosh. wild that Emma Roberts is now the it moment and she's her niece, right? It's just time changes or time moves so fast. Like you said, and seeing some of these actors that were in these shows, that's another weird thing for me to see them today. Like Friday night lights, it was 15 years ago. Taylor hit Taylor, um, kitsch who was Tim Riggins. Who's like the hottie in the show. He's now 45. I'm like, Taylor, what happened? It's so, I, I know, I know, I know. It's It's just so crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But what's nice is you can relive them through streaming services. Like you said, and then Minka Kelly, who's in, do you know who that is? She's gorgeous. Yes. She's in Friday Night Light. She just released a tell-all book. And so that's another way for me to revisit FNL. I love that. FNL. I know. I'm so in the know. FNL. Well, what's cool is now that I'm into 
movies and shows, I can kind of understand the background and I can go watch all the interviews and stuff and learn how they did it. Like a lot of it was improv and a lot of it was young green actors that they didn't Michael B. Jordan, for example, that was his first kind of like TV show that he did. And all these big, not all these big actors, but a lot of them started on FNL and it was like this I don't know this world that they created. They actually filmed in real houses. They filmed in Austin, Texas. So they were able That's to film awesome. right. Not on sets or anything. And it was, was just Jana a very on raw that? thing. J- Jana was not on that one. No. Okay. I, Cause I was going to say, shout out. She is coming eventually. <laughs> I know Jana yes. Kramer It'll is coming great. on our podcast. Everyone. We're so excited. Woo, we are so excited. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think, you know what? is funny. I think a lot of the music then that we become nostalgic for comes from those shows. Totally. Right. Like the OC's music was totally, if I hear that now, it does take me back to the OC because my sister and I were obsessed. Obsessed. And you know, it's, it's almost embarrassing. Cause I look back at my, I listened to the OC soundtrack recently. It's all the songs that I loved that I would talk about, like death cab and Phoenix and band of horses. Yes, all of it. So good. Wait, so some, what are some of your nostalgic songs or or artists? So my, it's so funny because mine are mostly country. So immediately it's Kenny Chesney, Kenny, Kenny Chesney, the no shoes, no shirt, no problems album. I mean, that takes me back to, it was like a comforting album for me because we had just moved from Quantico to Medina and I didn't have friends and blah, 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 blah. And so I, I mean, this album was everything to me. And I, I know we feel the same way. Like music is comforting to on a different level, like a different level. It can take care of every single hole of emotion that I might be having and I will feel okay. And that's what this record did for me. Right. And I, I, I still listen to this, to it, to, to this day and the songs. And I, it's like, I don't even know how to explain like right now, just thinking about one of them called dreams. It just like, it like warms my heart. Like, I feel like my heart is just like going like this and this. And I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that is just, yeah. Do you love the whole composition or is there just like, is it, do you like the tune or do you like the lyrics or what part of it or just the whole thing? The whole thing, the absolute whole thing. I mean, for me personally, I'm always hooked by the melody and the music first, and then I start listening to the lyrics. But this one, I'll share it with you too, but it's just about this girl just having dreams about sharing a life in a home with somebody else. And it's it's so beautiful, but the arrangement is even more beautiful. I mean, it is the most gorgeous song. And I, it's just hard too, because I don't feel like people sing those kinds of songs very much these very, very much anymore. And it's, it's just gorgeous and it makes you feel, and I feel the same way about pretty much all the Dixie chicks records. Like they were my, they were my growing up, they're everything. So, I mean, they were who I wanted to be 1000%. And Are you then the other- these people live, by the way, you yes. These people? yes. Ugh. Yes. And it's like, I mean, I, my heart explodes, my heart explodes. I know. And I just don't get that from a lot. And I don't get that from any new music, any new music. Wow. I know. And I, and Jeff and I always talk about, he goes, Em, I think it's all because of what you connect that those songs to. And it's so true. It's and I connected all back to these memories. 
Totally. Totally. Cause I do think there are some cool new artists, but I think you're right that music has shifted. I mean, you know, better than me being in the industry, but I feel like music has shifted so much since when we were younger. Right. Like I think over the last 20 years, it's been, it's a completely different industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest with you though, going back to that, I actually think listeners know a lot more than I would do than I do because I, I don't listen to a lot of things. So I don't know, maybe I know about the music industry ins and outs, but I don't know about like what's being plugged out there as much, but it, I, it is, it's just so funny how I, I take comfort in just these sounds of my childhood or my past. And they were not always good times that they comforted me in, but I somehow you're able to block the memory of why they comforted you. Right. It almost doesn't matter. Right. It's just like evoking that feeling again. That's how, that's how I definitely feel. And there's certain songs that I can't listen to that I'm not like loving the music of, but I, that I really love the feeling and I'm reminded of where I was in a moment, right? Like tell us Britney Spears for me. I love Brit. Don't get me wrong. Brit, Brit team, Britney hashtag free Britney. We love her, but, um, but I don't like visit, revisit Britney Spears music all that much these days, but I remember lucky was my all time (sighs) favorite song of all time. Like I had a little jukebox, like one of those toy jukeboxes, you know, that were this small. I don't know if you ever, and they had little mini CDs and you put it in and I listened to lucky so much that I broke it. And then my mom, I dressed up as Britney Spears. I I bought all of her, my mom and I learned the dances and our home, um, like with a little, VCR. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Like, like a the, camcorder? No. Oh, like the what? tapes. VHS. Tapes. VHS. Like, uh, um, and it was dance dance. It was kids bop. I don't know. It was something fun like that. And my mom and I learned the dances in the living room. And I was obsessed with Britney Spears because I wanted to be a pop star when I grew up. So she yeah. was everything, right? She was like a perfect lucky emblematic so thing. Good. And lucky oh. so good. Like lucky she's it a is. star and she shines, shines, shines. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, but then otherwise, I think some of the ones I'm mentioning earlier from the OC, like death cab band of horses, Vanessa Carlton, Mm -hmm, Phoenix. mm -hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of the Mumford and sons, like yes, lumineers. I I loved all of that. The strokes to the cure David Bowie, but that was more my teenage years. Like I think my young childhood loved death cab for cutie so much. I don't know why. Oh. Why not? Angsty. That in high school, mine was another one were the Ataris. Have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. My sister and I went through a huge emo phase, like emo music. Love. I know. Oh my gosh. The Ataris and So Long Astoria. That's the record. And I mean, I could, I mean, it takes me right back and it is so good. We'll have to, I, we'll have to share our albums and everything and our, like on Instagram. Yes. I think that would be great. And we'll do playlists again. Right. Yes. I think that's the idea. We'll do, we'll do Spotify playlists for everybody to listen to of just kind of like our nostalgic tunes. Yes. Oh, totally. And a lot of them will be emo and sad and whatever Absolutely. for me, at least I think Vanessa Carlton, I don't know where she went, by the way, she was such an icon. A thousand miles was such a great song. Whatever happened. That's a, I have no idea. Same with Sarah Brellies. Like there were some of these oh, female songwriters that I loved growing up. I'm like, where'd, where'd they go? <laughs> she has a song called 
oh my God, what is it? I think it's from Waitress and it's like, she's baked up in a beautiful pie. Do you know what song I'm talking about? Maybe. I don't know off the top of my head. Oh my gosh. It is incredible. Talk and I'm going to find it. Okay. Um, well I'll share, I'll share one of my favorite Vanessa Carlton songs Please. slash stories as you go and find this. So a thousand miles was my favorite song of all time, sort of a morbid thing, but I'm sort of morbid. My best friend when I was eight died in a car crash and it was really, really heartbreaking for me. I had to go to group therapy and I went to an mm. Episcopal school. So it was a very religious experience. It was such an odd thing to go through at an eight, as an eight-year-old. And oh shortly, gosh, yes. shortly after I moved. So that was also kind of a traumatic thing, right? After my friend died, I never wanted to leave that space again. Another reason why I love Dallas was just, that was where everything happened. And then I moved to New Jersey, which is polar opposite. <laughs> And then Texas. And I moved from this big city to Bernardsville, New Jersey. So, but Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles was a song I would listen to. And I'd look up to the sky and I would think that Elizabeth shouted Elizabeth Ann Warsham. I know you're up there. She, I would always try to connect with her and, and think that she was up there. And my best friend, Blair Buchanan, who's still my best friend today, and we both went to each other's weddings. She, I guess Blair Needham now, but she um, and I would connect over the song. And then that was the first song I learned on piano, how to play beyond just my chords and my classic music I was learning. Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles was my first pop song. I learned how to sing. That's what got me into songwriting. So it's a big song for me. I love it. It's a huge song. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. I I mean, that's everything. That's pretty much everything. Yeah. But like you said, music can be a really healing, beautiful, connecting, mm-hmm. nostalgic. Like it's, it, it's nothing else could do that for me besides that song. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And like that it comforted you throughout such a hard time, but also started a new passion for you. Yeah. That's really pretty cool. awesome. Anyway, really, really awesome. And not many, like you're saying, not many things in this world can do that for you. I agree. What is the Sarah Brelli song? She used to be mine. Oh my God. It is. Do you know that one? No, I don't. I need to go listen. I love gravity by Sarah Brelli's. That's my big Sarah song. Oh, I'll listen to that. I'll send you. She used to be mine and you send me gravity. Yes. Let's do it. Gosh, It is incredible, incredible, incredible. And speaking of she used to be mine, I think it's from the, um, the Broadway play waitress. Cause she was in that, I believe. That. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain. But then that, that makes me think about like smells, like smells yes. that bring me back. I love that you soap, added right? smells. I mean, that is one of the biggest things for me. It's crazy. And the, the one that always gets me is like gasoline. And it's so interesting. I know, I know gasoline and like exhaust. It takes me back to my sailing days at the Marina because you know, the, the boats or whatever, the motors needed gas, not the sailboats, of course, but it was always, that smell was always there at the Marina. And now like, if I smell that again, it immediately brings me back to sailing camp at the marina with all of my friends. Rocky was our sailing instructor and then Chris Elliott and I fell in love with him. And I mean, that was one of the most joyful, happy times of my life. Like my happy place was sailing, being on the water. It was absolutely perfect. So when I smell like gasoline, I immediately go back to the marina. Whoa. 
Isn't I that love funny? That. I love that. So, are, so do you like gas stations? <laughs> Where do you go to smell gas? <laughs> I mean, as soon as I started saying that, I'm like, it's not like I seek out gas to smell. <laughs> like, no, I know what you mean. Here's a good example, like a lawnmower. Like yes. when you smell like a lawnmower, like things like that, that's what brings me back. Like not necessarily when I'm, you know, pumping ethanol in my car. Right. 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 <laughs> no, I, I get that. I was going to say one of mine actually was a lawnmower smelling fresh cut grass. That was yes. definitely, that's definitely a nostalgic scent for me. My, my grandpa was, he owned four tractors and lived in Pennsylvania and they would always, we would always go on his tractors and cut the grass. And it was just such a, again, simple life thing, but such a beautiful memory. And it still reminds me of him. It's, I love that. And it's so funny because this, like my nostalgic smells are not necessarily pleasant, Mm. but they bring such pleasant memories. Like the barn, I get, I, I, I take myself back to the barn whenever I smell like dust and hay and like horse poop. And and it's just like, or if I'm out in the, like somewhere and there's cows, like that, that smell just brings me back to the barn. And once again, to my Quantico days where life was just so simple and happy and together, like it was such a whole time of my life, but it's like these smells like cow poop and gasoline. I love it. I mean, that's, that's the funny thing about nostalgia is it can be triggered by such weird things. I think yeah. one of my favorite smells still to this day is a bookstore, like walking into oh. like an old school bookstore and, you know, one of those with the, with the plastic wraps yes. for the renting of the, li- at a library and you open it up and it just smells old. <laughs> like I yes. love, I still love that scent. I spent so many hours in a library and in a bookstore and it's still one of my favorite places and Luke's too, which is fun. That's something we oh, share. That's super fun. I love mm-hmm. that. That's special. It's, and it's, you're right. And you know, when you're thinking about that, the library and those pages, think about all the people that feel that that exact same way. Cause that book was handled by so many people yeah. and it took on the sense of so many. Yeah. You're so right. I know. I think that might be another reason I love it. And I don't really rent books nowadays. I'll buy them mm-hmm. on Amazon or read them on a Kindle or something. Right. So going right. to a library right. and renting a book and getting excited about that, that was like the coolest thing ever. I loved Goosebumps and Nancy Drew and all those books that had a ton in the series. So I could yeah. go back and read a ton of them. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. I know. Um, well, what else did what? Okay. What about food? Last category. Mine's all junk food. Me. Oh, me too. Most of it is most of it. Yeah, for sure. I think my, I saw one that you wrote and I wasn't sure what it was, or I don't remember now what it was, but it triggered me to say, um, cosmic brownies. Oh, and Jemima's brownies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. 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 With like the little, like colorful things on top of them. And they were so fudgy. I mean, right now I could, my mouth is watering. Yeah. Those are so, so good. I think my largest nostalgic feeling is sugared cereal. I exclusively ate sugared cereal until college every single morning. Like that was Mm -hmm. my breakfast. My, my family and I, we were not super healthy, but I loved right? Like I loved Captain Crunch and Cocoa Puffs and Lucky Charms. Like I would eat those every morning. Reese Puffs for me. Oh, see, oh. I never got into those, but I loved the commercials for them. Oh, they were so good. I like tricks <laughs> as well. Love tricks. Tricks are oh for kids. Gosh. 
tricks are for kids. And they had the tricks yogurt, um, cinnamon toast crunch. There was this one and they don't make it anymore. And I don't know if they, it was like a, 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 a short time thing, but it was called French toast crunch. Oh, and they were like, totally the little pieces of bread. Yep. Where did that go? I don't know. I, I mean, probably they're like, this is so <laughs> unhealthy for the youth. My, my parents and I, that was the only thing that would cure my stomach aches. Whenever I have, I would have terrible stomach aches. I loved sugared cereal. My mom's like, it's her medicine. My dad's like, There's no not. way that's helpful. Oh, but yeah, is. I love it. And when I would visit Grammy and pop-up, they would always get me sugared cereal. They'd make sure to stock their pantry for me. That was my thing with 2% milk. Love. But you needed it. You needed it. 100%. Cereal girl. Yes. Oh, yes. Gosh. I love cereal so much. What else? Oh, gushers. Gushers. I was never a gushers girl, but I do love, I I love the idea of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're so fun. They just like pop in your mouth. I think we talked about this randomly before, didn't we? You were a gushers girl. And I was like, I never really got into it. And I was such a little prissy kid. Like I liked, I liked charcuterie (laughs) and like cheesecake instead (laughs) of birthday cake. It's like, girl. I think that's so incredible. You were a fancy Nancy then. I was a fancy Nancy. I loved my manners. I loved brushing my hair. I loved my fancy food. You're a little ballerina. (laughs) I was a ballerina. I was like, "Mm -mm." I thought I was royal. I thought I was royal. No, you are. You are royal girl. Baby pay. Stay that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, but we, it's so funny because I don't think anybody was necessarily healthy back then because like health and like, it wasn't talked about like it is now. Like nobody ate fucking avocados. I know. And I get it. And I, I engage with the health conversation today and I know you do as well, but I'm also like, it's so overthought that, that Today I almost am like just chill and eat the foods yes. and you're you're gonna be fine. Like to myself yes. at least. That's helped me. I had such severe stomach problems when I was so hyper focused on what I was eating. Yes. It, it did the reverse for me, you know? Absolutely. And now I just eat whatever I want. And I probably I don't weigh the same, but I'm sure I'm I, I'm healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you and feel we that all way? Sur- I do, I do. And we all survived. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm all about health and I love it. And I do feel better when I'm like eating mostly fruits and vegetables and grains. But if I want to get a thing of cosmic brownies or Oreos or Reese's puffs, or you want to make some Aunt Jemima brownies, you should. Yeah. It's just like, I I don't know. I just don't take it as serious anymore, which is maybe a silly thing because obesity is a problem in America and we are all eating chemicals. And I know I get it. I get the conversation and the theories, but in reality, I'm sort of like, I love my junk food. Yes. But also you know where to cut it off for the right, most part. Right. 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 Like, oh, sure. I could eat a whole thing of Oreos. Maybe I do every now and then, but it's not like you're going to do that every day. For sure. There's a balance with it. And I think it's the balance. pendulum swung such an extreme way because of all of the issues in the U S and now it's sort of like, okay, not all of us are gluten-free and dairy-free. We can kind of come back and stop excluding food groups. Yes. I, and I do not believe that all of these people, all of a sudden are allergic to all of that. And I know that the peanut allergy is real. I get it. But how in the hell is every kid allergic to peanuts these days? They, they weren't when I was a kid. It's so strange. And there are certain people, my, one of my best, best friends has celiac, which is a very severe autoimmune disease. She cannot have gluten. And 
there is no gluten-free items, even when she was growing up and we're in our late twenties, there was nothing. And nowadays they almost like enforce kids to be gluten-free at at a certain age. If they have any issue with their stomach, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Like let's test this out. Okay. (laughs) Like, it's so true. Yeah. Whatever. But so, yeah, I, I mean, I'll take all the gluten, all the, all the cheesecake, all the, uh, you name it. Yeah. You know, we are, we are for we're food. Gluttons. <laughs> we're gluttons for yeah. food, everybody. <laughs> I was talking to my friend this morning and we met for smoothie bowls and we were so looking forward to them. And we were talking about just like counting our steps. And I, you know, it's just, it's just really hard because we love food and we love eating so much. Like that's going to be my life's crutch. Like I could just sit and eat. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I, I, as I got older, as I'm getting older, actually, I don't really care about food as much. I was such a foodie before and I loved eating. I loved the flavors. I'm such a plain Jane and I just sort of crave basic things, but I'm more about ease. I'm like, I don't, I just want to have it delivered Mm. to me. And I just want it to, I love that. I don't, but I want to get back to cooking and nourishing my body and eating yummy foods and being excited by flavors again, again, going back to the nostalgic conversation. That's why I love small town energy where you're like, yeah, baking and cooking. And it sounds like I'm romanticizing. Yeah. But it sounds like I'm romanticizing like a 1950s, like grossy life. That's not what I want, but I just want a community and I want to remember the small things and appreciate those small things. I'm right there with you. I get it. I 100% get it. Don't you worry about that. We're girls with dreams, but we can also want a little simplicity every now and then. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. With a little cosmic brownie on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was so fun. I loved revisiting our childhood and sharing some fun facts about our nostalgic selves. And I know a lot of people out there are nostalgic and it's probably fun to revisit too. So we hope you enjoyed. Yes. And as you listen to this episode, hopefully some fun and happy memories come through and kind of just make you feel warm inside. And we will see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye.